I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Money on my phone, that mean I talk to the money. Money on my chain, that mean the money hang with me. Money on my hat, that mean money on my mind. Money on my Kool-Aid, that mean my money sweet. Oh yeah, G. What the, what is on your all shades? Shades. I mean, I see the money. Yeah, the money change to me, G. She's sixty-five. You heard me? Huh, what's your money on your shoes? For? I mean, I walk to the money. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Money on my watch. Huh. I mean, time is money. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be looking at dynasty trades or dynasty fades, especially as we're about a week away from the majority of our league's fantasy playoffs. But I'll tell you who I'm not fading. It's my co-host for the night, uh, the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is out. He had things going on. So producer Kevin, again, out from behind the glass in front of the microphone. Producer Kevin, what's going on, man? Memphis, what is going on? Uh, excited to do an episode here. Always happy to fill in for Jerry. Never can replace the greatness of the the Jerry. Uh, but you know, happy to fill in. Ready to have a nice ep- little episode here. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Is is that like uh, you put the Jerry in front of him, like the Jesus in uh, the yeah. Big Lebowski, something like that? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Basically, it's the same thing there. It's it's a, it's a certain level of respect that you are showing Jerry. And, and his uh, his tenure here on the Dynasty War Zone, and I'm going to give you and Jerry a chance to do a show together uh, later in the month, the week of All Christmas. Right. I'll be on vacation with my family, so you and Big Jer can hold it down, and it'll be a good time. That'll be, uh, I believe, that's like semifinals week. That's like week, right? Uh, yeah, it, it feels right. I don't think it's championship week. At least it wasn't last year. But anyway, enough about me and my vacations. Let's talk about YouTube. You could be watching this live on YouTube, and when you see the YouTube, it's edited by Kevin. He makes sure it gets uploaded. He, he, he makes sure that the artwork that's done by the amazing art team over at Player Profiler, that's not easy. That's, that's, it just, Kevin doesn't do it all. Kevin does a lot. He doesn't do it all. He uploads the show. I upload the audio. So if you're listening on the audio form, we want to thank all of you, everybody who supports the show, whether you're a YouTuber, uh, a podcast listener, all that I ask is that you subscribe. If you're just listening, you, you saw the topic, subscribe to Player Profiler, subscribe to Dynasty Warzone. Whether it's YouTube or podcast, it goes a long way toward helping the show. It is the freest way to help the show. Um, last bit of promotion 
and that is uh, The Juice. Now, that The Juice is a podcast that I do here on the Player Profiler Network. It's Friday nights. It's a live stream. It involves gambling, player props, things of that nature, and, and that's Friday nights around 10 p.m. If you were subscribed, you would already know that, but if you're not, welcome to the show. Subscribe. We would love to have you. There you go, Kevin. In and out in three minutes. It's pretty good. That's really good. That's really good. Pretty good. But but you know who's pretty good at at transitions and reads? My man, the pod father. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know, the Podfather doesn't get credit in that spot if you're watching on YouTube for having great hair. Yeah. For a man of his age, our age, he's got great hair. I'll tell you, I wear the hat because that way my bald little dome doesn't get all scuffed up from, from the headphones. Uh, but the Podfather, talking about Underdog, it's a great sponsor. Check those guys out. And, man, let's get into this thing. We have some good people. We have some bad tweets. And uh, this one's not horrible. But it was brought to my attention, and I've, I've always said, I've always said on this show that if you, the listener, you, the consumer, bring us your good people, bad tweets, or you see a tweet that you think needs to be addressed, we're not going to let that go in vain. So this one was sent to me. Uh, I, I didn't write it down. The, the person who sent it to me is a Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, he, he wanted my, uh, 
my, my, my two cents. I'm sure he wanted Jerry's as well, but we don't have it. But here it goes. Uh, the, 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 the offending tweet, the offender in question, he's a good person. He wrote a bad tweet and I'm assuming it's a, he, cause his name's rich, rich dash dynasty Island at dynasty Island. Mike Evans is a great player with a fantastic career and incredible consistency. However, he is not a hall of famer, not in all caps, by the way. He's never been a top three wide receiver in the league at any point in his career. He is a first ballot Hall of Very Good, but shouldn't ever find a spot in Canton. Now, I did give you, normally Jerry doesn't look. Either A, because he likes to give you his honest reaction, or B, he's lazy and never <laughs> reads the show sheet. It's one or the other. I, I, I have my lean, but I'm, I'm going to throw this to you. I know you've seen the, the, the show sheet. I so did. you've probably read some of my my rebuttals here. But what are your thoughts when Rich at Dynasty Island says Mike Evans is not a Hall of Famer? Well, I saw he finally hit another 1,000-yard season, which I believe he is the only, 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 only player ever to have. How many seasons is it? Is it? Is I think it it's 11. Seasons? No, it's it's more than that. He's been – well, maybe this is 10. He's been in the it's league 10. since 2014. So he's the only person to ever uh, have a thousand yards every or for ten years in a row. Is it to start a career? I know it's it's something absurd. He's literally the only player to ever do it. Which, first off, that's that is something. We have had so many great receivers in football forever. Um, so his to his point, yes, he's a great player. Um, he is a Hall of Famer. If you're doing numbers like this, he absolutely is. To me, it's a no brainer. Uh, I do not agree with this at all. Um. I mean, looking at this his stat, stat sheet for his entire career, outrageous. Like, uh, I can't say I've stared at it too much, but, I mean, these numbers are just full. Like, you know, you normally see sometimes where it's like, oh, here's a bad season here, here's a bad season here. I mean, just looking at it, he, he has uh, five seasons with double-digit touchdowns, 1,000-plus uh, yards in every single season. His lowest reception total ever was uh, 67. Um He's been in the 70s. He's been in the 90s. Um, this dude is nothing but absolute production and not even to get into the quarterbacks that he has had to play with over his career. Other than Tom Brady, who you could argue was borderline kind of washed up for his standards at that point, he has had horrific quarterback play. And to do all this with the quality of quarterbacks he has played with should put him in the Hall of Fame in itself. Uh, that's where I stand on this. I'll let you take it from here. But when you're, you're, you know, when you're playing with Baker Mayfield and uh, the other court, famous Jameis, I love famous. I don't want to talk bad about Jameis, honestly. But he, he's I mean, a, he's he he is what's called the acronym Giant. Jameis Winston is a global icon and a national treasure. Jameis Winston is a him. giant. Love him. Jameis is no, no. So is Mike Evans. Now I will say this: like if Mike Evans gets hit by a truck today and never plays another NFL snap. He will have ended his career with 11,437 yards. That in and of itself is good for 35th all-time. Okay? 35th all-time out of all the receivers that played. I could see where Dynasty Rich could, could say that. Okay? He's got 91 touchdowns. Do you know where 91 touchdowns ranks on the all-time list? I don't, but it has to be high. 13th. Yeah, Very shocked by that. I was shocked. Wow. shocked 
If he can get nine more in his career, nine, he'll get to 100, and that'll put him in the top 10 touchdowns wow. of all time. So he's going to do it. He he's going to do it, and and you know, I you know if he if, let's just say he gets like another five hundred yards in his last five games this year, not probable but possible. It's in the the realm of possibility. He would finish the season around twelve thousand yards, and then next year, if he were able to tack on that eleventh straight one thousand yard season, that would put him in the top twenty all time. And if you're in the top twenty all time in both receptions and touchdowns, I find it hard to think that you wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And, and let me let me hit you with this. Right. Now, he, he has a very famous, very famous wide receiver draft classmate. No, not Odell Beckham, although they were both in the 2014 draft class. Have you heard of Devontae Adams? I have. Okay, good. Me, me too, by the way. Good, he's good. good. Player. I've, told uh, he's, I've been told he's good. He he is in fact. Um, would you consider Devontae Adams a Hall of Famer? No doubt. Okay. Well, so 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 that was a very quick answer. Devontae Adams is a no doubt Hall of Famer. That's what you said. Yes. Played the same number of years as Mike Evans. Yes. Yes. Correct. Had a better quarterback. He spent the duration of his career in Green Bay. Now the last couple of years with uh, Derek Carr and Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo. The last two years have not been great. But he's had superior quarterback play in totality over over his career because of Aaron Rodgers. Would you agree? I agree, hundred percent. Okay, perfect. Well, Mike Evans has a thousand more career receiving yards than Devontae Adams. They both have. They had. They oh, and, and that thousand yards came on ninety four less catches. Mike Evans is the big play guy. They both have 91 touchdowns. Ironically, both have 91. And Mike Evans has a Super Bowl ring. Oh, and, and, and his point that Mike Evans was never a top three wide receiver, that's odd. He was voted an all-pro twice. Not once, but twice. So if you if you say to yourself, self, Devontae Adams is a Hall of Famer. Guys, just because Devontae Adams was on your TV six times a year, because he played in Green Bay and he played with Aaron Rodgers. By the way, six times is the maximum number of times you can be put on prime time in a given season. little fun fact if you didn't know. But just because you saw him do it more doesn't mean that he's got better career numbers. So for me, I'm not saying Mike Evans is better than Devontae Adams. I'm just saying I think both of these guys are Hall of Famers. Did I make my case? You absolutely did. I knew you had this set up, so I wasn't going to talk too much about it. So I was going to let you roll. Absolutely. Um, I would just like to bring up the point of his rookie season. Uh, he still had a phenomenal season with Josh McCown and Mike Lennon. Like, that is outrageous. And we saw how Tom Brady was throwing the ball. Fitz Magic, Jameis. I Jameis, mean, absolutely. Yeah, Baker I mean, Mayfield this year. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be the guy. He wasn't supposed right. to be the guy for the way that Baker plays. But he and Baker are cooking. Mike Evans, and I think there's a really good chance he's in a new spot next year. I think he gets traded. I'm so, I was shocked that he didn't get traded at the deadline this year. Yeah. I would love to. And, and here's the really crazy part. He's finishing his 10th NFL season. He won't turn 31 until the offseason. This is a guy in Dynasty. You could still get his age 31 and 32 season out of him. Imagine if he goes spends the, the back you know couple of years of his career 
with a Josh Allen. Maybe he goes spins them with a Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. There's so many of these guys that need wide receiver help right now. I think I think Mike Evans could end up his career with top eight all-time in touchdowns and top 15 in yards, especially as healthy as he's been. So I don't want to put the jinx on him, but that's my case for Mike Evans, Hall of Famer. My last point uh, would be for, coming from a fantasy perspective, I can see where Rich maybe was upset. I think the problem with Mike Evans maybe from a fantasy manager's perspective is just not this year is not the case. And trust me, I'm a Mike Evans guy. He hasn't been fully, fully consistent where you're like, oh, I'm guaranteed to get these points. He's going to have those blow-up weeks in the past. So I think maybe that's where you can kind of see some slack on his side from the fantasy perspective spectrum. But let's be real. The real, the, the real player, Mike Evans, is absolutely unbelievable. Did he say fantasy Hall of Fame? No. He said he is a first right. – <laughs> this is a quote. He is a first no, ballot Hall of Very Good but shouldn't ever find a spot in Canton. They don't put fantasy players in Canton. They put football players oh, he's wrong. In, no in, in, in Canton. So he is dead wrong. So you know what? Based on that, I was going to give him a pass. I was I was going to give him like federal prison, but I, okay. I, I'm going with, with Dana White's this one. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Yeah, yeah. He was going to get this one. Federal prison. Federal fucking prison. If you're that fucking stupid and somebody else wants to do it, knock yourself out. There's not enough money in it. You know, I don't know if that one's better or not, but Dana White always gets the final say on good people, bad tweets. There you go. Let's jump in to the the, the trade targets, trades or fades. So I'm going to read you a name. And you're going to tell me, are you trading them or are you fading them? And, you know, and, and obviously if you're trading them, you're probably a contender, you know, and, and, and we'll talk about it. Maybe you're not a contender. I don't know. But most leagues, the good leagues, this has been a hot spirited debate this week. And we're not going to get into it. We've already covered it about trade deadlines and dynasty. Yeah. One of our player profiler brethren said, give me one good reason why a dynasty league shouldn't have a trade deadline. I'll tell you, I'm in an industry league and I will not name the offender in this league, but you know him. And it was three years ago, three seasons ago. So 20, so that would have been like the 20 season. He went all in in a championship against me like literally was trading for those last couple of games, just those points to win that. And that's fine. Burnt all of his picks, burnt all of his young potential upside players. He did beat me that year. I finished second. He won the ship, which is fine. But then what happened? He left the league. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in too many leagues. Like, what are you doing? Why would you leave this league? It's a league of your peers. It's a it's a it's a dynasty industry league that spans six years, seven years. I mean, this is like Rich Dotson of the Dynasty Nerds. That's how far back this goes. Like Rich is an OG. Right. And, and this person did this, left the league, and now a new dynasty podcast content creator is in the middle of one of the most painful rebuilds you've ever seen. 
and and he does not have a first, his own first until next year. Like he would literally have the 101, but he doesn't have the 101 this year because that other GM traded it. So this person, like the rest of us, we're like paying the dues for this guy to come in here and run <laughs> this league. We're paying for it, the other ones. Like whoever wins the league this year, probably going to be me, might be me, might not be me. It's going to be me. But but we're getting 25 less dollars or 50 whatever it is. I don't know what my buy-ins are. We're getting 25, 50, 100, whatever the buy-in is, less dollars. So this guy can play for free for two years. That's why you have a trade deadline. That's why you have a trade deadline. And if you don't want to have a trade deadline, you better goodwill and goddamn get the money for every year of the picks they trade. And if not, you need, as a commissioner, you need to reverse that trade instantly. So how late was he making trades like in the season? Like like the week before the championship. Oh wow. I mean there was no trade de- there was no trade deadline. I'll just leave it at this. JD, uh the GOAT district, he and Dan Williamson and Theo, they do stuff here on Player Profiler. They're an affiliate podcast as well. JD and I have created what I think is the best trade deadline concept of all time. Starting next Thursday night. That's because we play 15, 16, 17 championship, 3 weeks. Yep. Pretty standard. Yep. Starting that Thursday night, 8 p.m., JD or me or whoever is the commissioner, we convert the leagues to all trades must be commissioner approved. The rest of the year, trades go through automatically right there on the spot. But in this case, for those three weeks, we set it to the commissioner must approve all trades, right? If it's a trade between two contenders, The trade does not go down until both of those people are eliminated from the bracket. If a trade goes down between two non-contenders, that trade can go down immediately, JD or myself or whoever will push it through. So we don't ever want to curtail action. But what we want to do is we want to curtail stupid. We don't want to have stupid burning a league down and then you've, you've literally got to pretty much pay somebody to try to tend to this thing for two or three years. And not only that, here's the other ugly side of that. You've got a team out there or two teams out there that are just so loaded with draft picks and young players that that's how they got that dynasty. So, yes, you should have a trade deadline. You should have a moderator. You should have a common sense. Uh, There was a tweet out there. It was actually a good person with a good tweet, and they were like (laughs) – you know, we want to play in a game that mocks and mimics the NFL with a with a rookie draft, and we keep these players. And then some leagues do a you know contracts and 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 salary caps and all this stuff. The NFL has a trade deadline, just like we yeah. should have a trade deadline. So anyway, that's my soapbox. That's my uh, that's like my it. short version. You like? I'm I'm glad you like it um, because I think it's fair. We don't ever want to curtail action. There needs to be a trade deadline, 100. percent yeah, you can't be having that during the playoffs. It's tough because, like, I've had that conversation in my own legs that I run, and I kind of just set by the standard whatever ESPN or Sleeper decides for me. So, like, I would say I kind of take the lazy approach. For uh, example, in my one one dynasty league on Sleeper, it was actually the end of this, the week last week. So I guess it probably should run through the regular season, honestly. That's probably a smarter approach um, because there's tough decisions you have to make as a manager, like, Am I going to have enough in case of injuries? Like, but if you can trade up until the end of the season, like it's uh, it definitely bakes in some more, you know, it helps you a lot more. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, I mean, there's, and that's why we go and all we do the same thing in our patron leagues. That's why we go all the way up to week yeah. fifteen till the start. You have I until like eight. Like you it. have until eight p.m. Thursday night. And remember, deadlines spur actions. Whether it's a yeah. deadline at work, whether it's a deadline in the in the NFL, deadlines spur action. That that final couple of days, it's it's a whirlwind because you make a trade and then I make a trade, and and then and then everybody else feels compelled. Yeah, you, you get a lot of good action, and then the contender, like the non, you know, the rebuilders, the non playoff teams, they can just like go watch football. You know, yeah. they can go they can go play on underdog. <laughs> use promo code underworld, and you know, you know, knock out some uh, some props. But let's get into these guys. Um, so, first name on the list is Jordan Love. Yes, for you, is he a trade? Is he a dynasty trade, or is he a dynasty fade? So just to be clear, is it when I'm saying trade, am I trading for him or am I trading him away? That that's up to you. Okay. You have to have your own opinion and, and right. you might want to add context of like I'll do Jordan Love. That'll, that'll give you an example of what I would do. Of course. As a contender, I would love to acquire Jordan Love. See what Absolutely. it is there? Love yep. to acquire Jordan Love. I, I see that. I see he, that. He, he's played himself into that starting role next year. What would I give up to, to get Jordan Love? Uh, if it was a a non contender, like let's say this this other GM had the one hundred and three, they're going to finish, you know, the, the the third pick, and I could trade Jordan Love for and Jordan Love, and I get a first back for Anthony Richardson. Maybe I've been contending all year. I've got Anthony Richardson on my taxi. I've been getting by with right. a Sam Howell or or someone like that. I just lost Trevor Lawrence to a high ankle sprain. Oh my God, what am I going to do? If I could get like the 10, because you're not going to get the 101 and you're probably not going to get the 102. Even the 103 might be tough to get because that should be Drake May. It should go some order of uh, Superflex. It should go Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May. But if I'm in that, that first six, like in a 12 team league, I'm always going to default to that mentality because that's what I play a lot of. If I can get that top six pick, and Jordan Love, and I, I understand that Anthony Richardson. We saw some flashes, but Jordan Love's like the, the QB ten on the season right now. Yeah. So, QB9. so for me, he's a dynasty trade. He's a guy that I don't mind giving up. Would I give up Joe Burrow? I wouldn't want to. Joe Burrow would have to be like one of two. Like, like in a lot of my leagues, I have like a twin towers concept. I got in one league that I'm in with Theo. I've got. Uh, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. So I'd have to have like Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Let's just sub in Joe Burrow for, for Justin Herbert there. If I've already got a Trevor Lawrence and I can, and I can get more than a first and I can get a fair compensation back, I'm going to consider it because I think Jordan Love is going to continue to mature. His weapons are going to continue to mature and they're going to have money in Green Bay to bring in people, draft some talent. I think Jordan Love is a safe dynasty asset for at least the next couple of years. And that will allow me to figure something else out. For me, he's a dynasty trade. So I am also, I, I've been a Jordan Love guy really all season, uh, kind of always, I guess. I've been always kind of excited for him to get the get the reins. Same, by the way. Yes. No, I'm a big Jordan Love guy. I actually traded for him in a Patreon league in our in our little thing. Would you like to hear my trade, by any chance? You know what? Why don't you save it for our recent trade segment? But we'll come back to that. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll pause that. Um, but no, big time Jordan Love guy. 
I um I actually personally I'm not to spoil, but I thought I got him at a discount for sure uh, because of the uncertainty at the time. Um, so to be honest with you, yeah, I'm I'm all about Jordan Love. All his receivers are and all his weapons are second year or less, um, second year rookies. Um, so which tells me you know he can grow with these guys and it's only going to go up from here. Um, he has talent, man. He has crazy arm talent. Um, one of the general managers, I think he was unnamed, but was saying how it definitely was a chance that he wasn't the guy, which I always thought was not the case. Um, but he's been really good, man. He's been the last three weeks. He's been quarterback nine, quarterback five, quarterback seven. Um, he's just getting more confident, more confident. And this team's making the playoffs, by the way, a very easy end of the schedule. Uh, so very favorable matchups. They should do well. So if you are trying to get Jordan Love for the rest of the season, I'm very confident in him for the rest of the year. But also you're getting a younger guy. He is 25, uh, so it's not like, you know, he kind of feels like he's a rookie or something, but he's not. Uh, but this is a guy who I think is going to be around a very long time, and, and you're going to be set up for life. I will say, though, when you, you mentioned Joe Burrow, like I kind of give some hesitancy. I'm like, if I'm getting love plus for Burrow and I'm competing, I, I think I'd probably do that. Uh, for short depends. obviously there's a the plus is a big question but okay well then let's let's do a little thought experiment we don't know how many of these guys we're going to get to because you know kevin's bringing up some some great points so joe burr got hurt in week 10 didn't make it all the way through week 11 so let's go back to week 10 through week 10 jordan love was qb 14 joe burr qb 17 so and i get i get guys it's it's don't get caught up on just this season. But Jordan loves playing great. Let me ask you a question. Now, mind you, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes have a much more consistent track record, okay? How many points right now, as we're recording this, how many points separate Jordan Love from Patrick Mahomes from Lamar Jackson? Standard ESPN, four point per passing touchdown, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so like in a total point, so we have four, he's probably averaging five more points a game. So say about 50, so it goes 70 points more. Uh, no, they're all three literally tied the wow. gap between <laughs> the, the gap between the, the gap between the three of them right. is the gap between, I'm, I'm trying to do the math as I, as I filibuster, of course. it's like it's, it's 44, it's 0.44. So Patrick Mahomes, 222.18 points. Jordan Love, 221.74. Lamar Jackson, 222.12. Again, Jordan Love, 221.74. We're talking about 0.36 points on the season. Wow. And, 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 and Jordan Love has had the bangers, man. He's had a 23, 20, 24. He had a bad run kind of there in the middle, but to your point, the last three weeks, 21, 27, 24. He's got a beautiful schedule coming down the back end. I, I think he's an absolute oh, huge yeah. trade guy. And if you're a contender and like you're you're well positioned in quarterback, maybe you got lucky and drafted CJ Stroud. I'm telling you, it doesn't always feel like it, but guys like Joe Burrow and, and some of these hurt guys, not a bad time to consider pivoting, not because you're trying to win just now short sighted. It's because Jordan Love can be good for you for a couple of years. So my, th- I just had this conversation with my buddy Ed the other day, and we were just go- throwing this back and forth. And shout out Ed! Shout out Ed! He listens to the pod. Um, we were talking about Joe Burrow, and and he was he was feeling weird because he traded for Joe Burrow and gave up Tua because he's he's not making it this year. Um, and he was like, I felt weird. He was like, I, 
I feel like I almost lost this tree. There's some more pluses in there and other stuff, but it was mostly quarterback for quarterback. And and, and my my gut's telling me Nojura Burrow is going to be fine. I think watch. There was just negative vibes on this whole season. Hurt from the start. Um, I I think that Joe is going to be fine. I think this is an outlier season. And he's still going to have the weapons. I think they're going to lose T, but still going to have Jamar Chase tied to him for pretty much probably forever. But yeah, I, I'm I I'm know. I'm not locked into these non-rushing quarterbacks. Like I wouldn't right. give yeah. I I, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't give up Josh Allen in the same position. I wouldn't no. give up I wouldn't give up Jalen Hurts in the same position. Right. I mean, totally agree. Patrick Mahomes maybe, right. maybe because he's not killing it. I mean. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the weapons develop into, but I don't want to make this the Jordan Love show, although we do love Jordan Love. What I about could always a, make it a Jordan Love show. We could. We could. We'll do that in, uh, like th- on like uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's a good idea. See? We, we, we got a topic. That's right. Look at that. I'm, I'm writing the, the, the show topics for you know the next two months. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, is he a dynasty trade, or is he someone you're looking to dynasty fade? Like, if you can unload him, like if you got Russell Wilson right now, and you can go unload him on a Trevor Lawrence yeah. GM, a Joe Burrow GM. Uh, tr- 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 pick a quarterback, guys. This is why we when you say, well, put a skirt on him. Yeah, remember this week when, when, when you're watching Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. Re- oh, re- remember that the next time you, you think the, the referees are a little, uh. too, uh, a little too quick with the flag. I understand it gets it gets frustrating when you see Mahomes get that call or Jalen Hurts or or whomever. I, I get it, totally get it. But remember, if they don't get that call, you get Aiden O'Connell and a pile of shit. You get Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning. Nobody wants that. We'll accept it because we love football. It is what it is. But nobody wants that. We want them to protect these quarterbacks. But Russell Wilson, trade or fade? Russ is always a fade for me. I don't care what he's doing. He's always a fade. I feel like Russ is the guy you're playing him because you have him and you do not feel confident about it, and you never will. Uh, he has had two starts all, all season inside, well, I guess technically three, inside the top 12. Uh, but he's only been a Q, top, top 10 quarterback twice all season. Uh, to me, he is the guy if you are out of it and you have him, you're flipping him for one of the hurt quarterbacks uh, you know, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. I don't know about that anymore, but you're flipping the Russ plus to get one of the hurt quarterbacks where someone's like, I need a win right now. And I need someone that's healthy. And at least at that point they would feel confident, confident enough. Cause trust me, there is a lot of bad quarterbacks starting right now in football. So he's always a fade. So I guess that's a trade away guy for me, but that, that's where I'm on Russ. He, he's a guy that I, I don't mind buying and his coach and his contract Make him fine. He's he's a guy like right now. Like I understand the last two years have not been great, but he has been a career QB one. Oh, and by the way, after this weekend, he's probably going to be real close because he's probably going to go ahead and leapfrog Trevor Lawrence, who's hurt, and could catch Sam Howell, who's on by. He'd need a big game. He would need a very big game to catch Sam Howell, but it's with it's was within target. So the fact that Russ is probably going to finish the season as the QB 12, he's a yep. guy that you can get for QB three prices. 
you 100% like, cause people don't like him. I mean, there's a lot more Kevin Smicks than Memphis is right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I promise you it's not great, but I just, you know, he's had one stinker all year, 15, 26, 14, 22, 19, 14, 18, 18, 15, 16, 16. None of that's peeling your, your hair back, but it's consistent week in, week out. You can count on it in your roster. Nothing is sexy about it. It's going to get the job done. It is, not, it, it is very anti-Russ. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to win you a week. I think it's – and like you said, it's crazy how I mentioned all those stats. He's only had two top ten weeks all year, but he is the quarterback 14 right now. And just because of his consistency, he's going to pretty much end up – between QB 11 and QB 15 every single freaking week, which in a super flex league, you take that. So I get your point. Don't don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody, but he's one point a game different on average and on the season between him and Tua and Jared Goff. I'm telling you, if if you're in a pickle and, and, and you just lost, maybe you were just, like I said, you're skidding by by the skid marks in your undershorts and you just lost Trevor Lawrence and you need a QB, I'm telling you, Russell Wilson is cheaper than you think. And I would 10 times out of 10 rather have a guy like Russell Wilson than like a Baker Mayfield, a Josh Dobbs, a Gardner Minshew, a Desmond Ritter. I, I am looking to get into the Russell Wilson business if I'm contending. If I'm not contending, you have to go tell a different story. You have to go take all the data, all the information, all the factoids that that Big Kev and I just laid out on you and go lay it on one of these other GMs in your league looking to, to get some quarterback help. You, you know, I, I would gladly give you a 25-second and rust for your contenders first this year. Notice I said 25 because if I'm rebuilding, if I'm not in the playoffs and I got rust – I want to get there first so I can use my first on a quarterback. I can use theirs on maybe a, a young wide receiver. Uh, and then I'll figure out that 25 second later. That's the kind of move I'm, I'm happy to make. I don't know if you can get it done, but this is where you put on your salesman cap and you go sell. All right, Kev, let's jump into another one. Um, Kyron Williams. Now, we'll, we'll do we'll do these and then the back half of a list that I have, we're going to go a little bit more rapid fire. Sure. But Kyron Williams, are you trading for him or are you fading him as a contender? Maybe you're trying to buy. This is such an interesting one to me because everything tells you it's a fade. Um, unless, you know, obviously the stats, obviously. But in a dynasty world, you're like, ah, oh, this can't last. This can't last. And the next thing you know, like I texted my buddies. I'm like, Kyron Williams is the best fantasy player of all time. Like, it's insane. Um he has no draft capital to, uh, you know, back himself up. Uh, he's back end pick. I don't even think analytically he's even that good. Uh, I don't think he, I, I, you know, I'm not a huge, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I believe he's slow and he's not agile and he's, his burst is slow. We can pull that up on playerprofiler.com if you want to check that out. Um, but to me, he's, he, you trade for him. I, I think that mindset is on their managers as well. I think people will think, as ah, is a short-term experiment, they're going to replace him. He was supposed to be the guy last year. You know, if he didn't get hurt on the kickoff, I think on the opening kickoff of the season, he was going to be the guy. And I think he just never got healthy enough to be that guy. We've had this note 
uh, the notion of Cam Akers not being the guy, I think, really since last year. But we all were like, it's his job. Why is he not the guy? I think Coach Speak, you know, we talk about, or a lot of people, like the Potfire's always talking about Coach Speak, Coach Speak. But this McVay and the staff loves this dude. I mean, they are absolutely working him to death. And to me, I think you can get a discount on someone that probably might get the gig next year as well. Uh, so honestly, I am buying, especially if you're a contender. I think there was some chat in the uh, the Patreon group me about Kyron, like what are we paying for him? I think you could get like a deadlock RB1 the rest of the season for your playoff run for a back-end second, early third, mid-third, something like that. I don't think it's going to cost you much, and I just think the price on him is so much cheaper than it really should be, and I think there's some upside. He really still is the guy next year. I'll let you go from there. He was the fifth. He was the 21st pick of the fifth round of the 2022 draft. He's a first round. So you know what? I had that exact same um, issue. So I'm in an IDP league. I was I was coming into the season thinking, hey, maybe I'll start my contending window. I literally lost Anthony Richardson, and then I lost Joe Burrow. I am not contending. Um, so I've been making moves, but I had Kyron Williams on this roster. I traded him today in this league. Now, this is IDP. Outside of the IDP, it's it's pretty much the standard leagues that we play, right? Superflex, sure. tight end premium. We start 10. I, I traded him, and I, I can't even pronounce the guy's name. He's one of the rotational defensive ends for the Colts, straight up for a 24 first that is currently the 107. Wow. I, I, I didn't want to do it because um, I agree with you. I was, yeah. you know... And we'll get into this in the offseason as we start talking about yeah, you know, potential free agent homes and what teams are going to do with their their salary cap money. The Rams, I looked while you were talking, they've got $46 million in salary cap. And I could see Sean McVay making a play for a guy right there in L.A. who's going to be a free agent, Austin Eckler. You know, just go DeAndre Swift. There's just so many free agent running backs hitting this year. There's going to be rookie running backs. There is every year. You mentioned the injuries. There's just, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to wind up with another James Robinson situation. I've also got I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> I've, I've also got Brees Hall and Najee Harris in this league and a couple other, you know, fringe running backs. So I'm like, I've now got five firsts in this league so I can clearly add a, a, a running back or, you know, make some moves along the way. But he's like a tweener. I'm okay if you trade him and you get like that first because the the defensive end that I, that I traded him for, um, hold on, his name is Samson Ebukam. I, I'm a Colts fan and I'm not, I'm not even sure of that pronunciation. <laughs> uh, but that's what I got for a first. That's currently the 107. Guys in the playoffs thinks he can make you know make a run. God bless him. I wanted that first. I think it'll be no worse than the 110. I don't think he's getting to the final four. Or the final two. So I, I, I love the trade, but that's the kind of cash out I'm looking to get. 100%. I think that's nails it for sure. Like if you're not getting more than that, I'm just going to hold, I think. So just to kind of cap what I was saying, he is the 31st percentile 40 dash. He ran a 4.65. He has a 10th percentile speed score, 21st percent percentile burst score. His agility score is 51st percentile, but there are some horrific analytics, which I kind of thought was the case. Um, 
it's an easy guy to replace. And I'm so glad you brought up James Robinson because my goodness, did I uh, make bank on James Robinson? I, I think actually because the pod father was telling me to trade him, <laughs> honestly. And I did. I got uh, top end first round picks for him. Like, I was like, oh, you know, this dude was the RB3 in this rookie season. And blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, boom, uh, they draft Travis Etienne that same draft. So he's beyond replaceable, like we're saying. It's risky. But I think we may paint a pretty clear picture where we gauge his value. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take just a, one more quick break. We're going to hear from our friend, the pod father, and then we'll get into some more of these guys. And I, I've I got a spoiler, not a spoiler. I got a, a cliffhanger for you right after this. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools. A database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back, sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. That is an amazing tool as we creep up on rookie season. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of those it's one of those tools that you have it there in your hand, and you're like, you're between two guys. It's like the third round. Like, you know, by the time the, the content gets, you know, a hold of all these rookies, you'll have your first, second round, you know, dialed in. But maybe you have a choice between two guys. Maybe you throw them in the breakout finder. I don't know that the breakout finder would have liked Kyron Williams because he ran a four six five. Yeah. <laughs> Not by the way, funny stats, you know, like um, if you're watching live on YouTube, I'll move. You can see that I have the man, the myth, the legend, Bo Jackson. He watches over every podcast. Bo knows. But uh, we always talk about like the, the freakiest athletes of all time. Speaking of four, six, five, forties, have you ever heard of Brock Lesnar? I have. Brock Lesnar, uh, he won a division one NCAA wrestling championship. Uh, he then went to pro wrestling. Fell out of favor. He went and tried out for the Minnesota Vikings. He didn't play college football. He made it to the final cut round. Go go search Brock Lesnar NFL Combine. You will find his RAS score. Do you know what Brock Lesnar ran the 40 in at 283 pounds? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I do not. If you guessed four, six, five, the same as Kyron Williams, you would be correct. <laughs> That's crazy. 35-inch uh, uh, vertical jump. Standing still, like jumping forward, like, you know, just like that straight broad jump, 10 feet. I'm telling you, that's, it, that's, that's it's, it's a fun thing. Um, throw it in the Google machine, Brock Lesnar, whether you like pro wrestling or not. I don't watch it anymore, but I've, I'm a big UFC fan still. Brock Lesnar went to the UFC and beat Randy Couture for the heavyweight championship. Just a little fun little bar bet. Speaking of say, Brock, did you see uh, in the news? Uh, his daughter? Off, yeah. His, oh, great athlete, not a handsome woman. She, she, she looks just like her dad um spitting image uh she just broke this shot put uh record for colorado state it looks like so shout out to her genetics she looks, are... she looks like she could play linebacker for colorado state but you know what hell, hell of an athlete you know who else is a hell of an athlete brian robinson that is. if you want to if you want to win a bar bet you can also say Bijan robinson isn't even the highest fantasy point scoring b robinson in this year's fantasy points because there's a guy higher than him his name's brian robinson of the washington commandos might be a good week to look into him would you consider brian robinson a trade or a fade so i saw somewhere on twitter that uh someone accidentally drafted him in the first round instead of Bijan, and they were laughing that it actually probably worked out better because i mean before his bye week he was like the <laughs> Uh, well, he's got the bye week now, but he was like the RB4 for quite some time on points per game level, or total points, I guess, uh, which is outrageous. Uh, but I'm actually kind of a fade for Brian. Um, I don't love it. Draft capital is okay. He's the third-round pick. But as good as he's been this year, he's on one of my teams, and I haven't even like felt good about starting. Like I think I sat him some weeks. Like. I mean, he's literally ranked as the uh, RB8 right now. It just doesn't feel that way. Uh, I I don't know why. I mean, he has a running back 34, 29, 27, 25, 34, 32. Uh, he's been the RB1 overall twice, so I'll say that. I just don't love it. I don't love it. Um, I'm not sure with probably getting a new coaching staff. That always scares me as well. Uh coming in for future perspectives for a dynasty look outlook. Uh, I hate when coaching change staff changes because the running backs seem to always go with that staff as in go out with them. Um, I don't know. I don't love this one. I, like I said, as a manager of B Rob, it hasn't felt like an RB eight season for me. I just can't say I'm a BR Rob. I'm a fade or trade away. So you are correct through week 11 weeks, one through 11. He was the RB four, right? He's posted back to back stinkers. Um, both sub ten point games, right? Not been not been great, but yeah, he's a fade for me as well. You mentioned the coaching change; it's pretty much a lock to happen. I, I believe I agree there, and I think he's somewhere in the middle. I think you have to put on your sure. salesman hat, hat again 
and you got to be like, look, he he's had a bad couple of games. He's going to get rested up on his bye. He'll come back and be fine. He doesn't have great matchups. He comes back from the bye, which is the first week of the playoffs, and plays the Rams, who are top 10 against the, the fantasy running back. Gets a somewhat easy matchup, but it's at the Jets. Then gets a pretty shitty matchup against the 49ers. Not great playoff schedule. Um, I would love to get any first, even a contender's first from him. Just copy and paste everything we said with Kyron Williams with, with Brian Robinson. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that I think he's played more NFL games the last two seasons than Kyron Williams, even though he got shot like six times. Yeah, that's that, a great that, point. That, that that not being we're not taking away from his toughness or like anything like that. No, I, I just don't believe that he is the running back of the future. Again, we keep referencing it. This is going to be a tremendous free agent running back class. And I could just see a new coach pulling a Miles Sanders on this guy and bringing someone in. And yeah. it, it, it's not going to be as great as it's been this year. I don't know that you ever get a better cash out. I would add a little bit to him too. And I'd add a third or a 25 second, whatever I had to do to, you know, help facilitate that deal to get a first. But I'm definitely looking to also move on from Brian Robinson. You got to sell. He's a he's a sell, but you have to sell. Speaking of, what about Isaiah Pacheco? Uh, a guy that I love watching run the football. I, I don't want to be hyperbolic. Too many shows in Dynasty take the hyperbolic route. It's not me. But in recent memory, I don't I cannot think of a guy that runs more like Marshawn Lynch than this guy. Like yeah. some guys run away from contact, he runs to contact. And 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 I don't always like you know you you would think the linebacker or the defensive tackle they're laying the boom. I don't think so with Isaiah Pacheco. He is a uh, he is a vicious runner. I like his style. He's really came into his own the last couple of weeks. But for me, obviously, if you can't tell, I like him. I would trade for Isaiah Pacheco. The big money they paid Chris Jones, their defensive tackle, that's really going to accelerate. Travis Kelsey makes a shit pile of money, as does Patrick Mahomes. And where do you scrimp and save? You scrimp and save with a guy on a rookie deal. So as a contender, this will sound crazy. I'm going to reverse that trade that I've been talking about all night. I'm going to go try to get a 25-second in Isaiah Pacheco for my first. If I think I'm going to finish 110, 111, and I'm in like the middle of my contending window, give me Isaiah Pacheco. I think I get two good years out of well, year and a half. I get the rest of this year, and I get all of next year. And uh, if you're if you're selling, I don't necessarily throw it in, but I give up that third or whatever to get the deal done. Because if you're not a contender and you're definitely not contending next year, you're just wasting Isaiah Pacheco's prime when you could cash out for the first now. Because whatever you use that first on a 110, this is a great wide receiver class. We know wide receivers have become the backbone of a lot of dynasty builds right now. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at this. I like Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's the true, kind of like Kyron Williams, he's right there in that pocket where if you're contending, you got every justification to go get him. And if you're selling slash rebuilding, you got every justification to move on, Kev. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Uh, I'm trading for Isaiah Pacheco. Absolutely. Uh, shout out Violin, New Jersey from Violin, New Jersey. Uh, my wife works in Violin. Uh, so a little cool, cool little local guy. Uh, but no, uh, dude, 
we've been talking as a community. We, that's what the we is here. We've been talking as a community. The royal we. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those assholes. I got yes. you. Yeah, those guys. The RB1 for the Chiefs has been the absolute gold mine for years. And like we've overdrafted really bad players because they're in that spot. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the biggest one here. Um, but like, you know, Kareem Hunt, phenomenal. So like what I'm getting at is he's been getting a ton of work this year. He's been over 15 carries almost every start. I set like three or four games, which, you know, look, Isaiah Pacheco is the guy that coaches love. Isaiah Pacheco is going to be around for the length of his contract. Um, he's always going to give it your all. Also, just quick sidebar in here. Uh, there's a meme going around, which was two steel doors. Looked like it was in a hospital or something. They were both damaged. And someone was just like, quote this. And it was just like, why? <laughs> what? Just quote this and what happened here? And then someone was like, Isaiah Pacheco gained three yards, <laughs> which I thought was great. Uh, but anyway, he just runs hard. Uh, I saw actually Jerry, uh, a couple of guys talking about this in the Patreon group chat as well. Um, like saying, hey, what were we paying for Isaiah Pacheco? Um, and Jerry mentioned, you know, he's going to be there for the length of his contract. I believe that's what he said, but he is, he is under contract and for cheap uh, until 2025. So we have all this year, next year, and the following year. I can't see them probably, like you said, they're going to have to pay a lot of other people. They definitely need some receiver weapons. They're going to skimp here. He's the guy that Andy's going to be like, I love this guy. How can you not? He just gives it his all on every single play. But not only that, he is the RB10. He's been phenomenal. He's had the RB4, the RB8 the last two weeks. Uh, he's only trending up. Uh, I think as it gets colder and stuff too, they're going to lean more on the run. Their weapons haven't been that great. So I think they're also going to lean more on the run. Um, to me, it's just a no brainer. So let's just say, Hey, like let's, let's deal for him. So anyway, definitely a trade for Isaiah Pacheco. All right. Well, we are going super long as it is. We got a couple of wide receivers we're going to cover, but I still have another half of a list. Now, luckily, the good leagues, like the ones that you're in or our patrons are in at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, you can listen to next week's show and we'll do a part two of this. How about that? We'll use all the guys because they're not going anywhere. If you want to, if you want a sneak peek, you can DM me at DWZ Memphis. You can also join the patron. I mean, patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zones five bucks a month you can maybe play in a league with me league with kevin you know whatever but we'll do a part two next week maybe jerry will be here uh they were speaking of great memes right now there's like a uh it's a reel on instagrams where i saw it and it was uh marky mark and um one of the baldwin brothers from the movie the departed you remember these two characters sure okay well they're they're like they're standing beside each other and it was like me to my wife is like, is there a another Amazon delivery coming tomorrow? And Marky Mark from the movie goes, maybe yes, maybe no, maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> if I if I see it, I'll, I'll post it on uh, on on my Twitter. But that that's that's what we'll say about Jerry next week. Will Jerry be here? Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe go fuck yourself. Maybe Jerry's busy. I don't know. Uh, but we'll definitely do a part two. You down for a part two next week? Of course, let's do it. Always down. Love it. Let's talk about Jalen Waddle. Sure. What are you doing with Jalen Waddle? Because I, I, I'm telling you that on a contender, I'm selling, okay. and as and and as a rebuilder, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe that is Jalen Waddle. Tyree Hill's not going anywhere. 
He's a fade for me. I, I am not falling for it. Now, if they want to come and give me, you know, Jalen Waddle for Cortland Sutton and a little something on the side, okay, we can talk there. I'm not giving you DK Metcalf right now for Jalen Waddle. I'm not giving you Chris Alave. Now, these are guys behind Jalen Waddle in the dynasty rankings. If you go to any dynasty service, player profiler, the nerds, DLF, whoever, I don't really care. You're going to see Jalen Waddle ahead of guys like Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Smith, Nico Collins, DJ Moore, Mike Evans. More on that some bitch here in just a couple of minutes. But you see my thing, and, and I am not, with the exception of the older guys like Mike Evans. I mean, Devonte Adams. If like if I'm a non-contender and I've, I can give a contender Devonte Adams straight up for Jalen Waddle, I think it's fair. I think it helps both of us. But sure. I am not going out of my way to go get Jalen Waddle contending or rebuilding. It's not. It's not. Maybe yes. Maybe no. It's definitely no. I. I don't have any. I don't have any interest. I think you're. You're. You're seeing a bit of a, a paradigm shift in Miami. Miami's not winning right now because of the offense. Now that's not stopping Tyreek Hill, and that's not stopping Devon A. Chain or the running back of the moment in Miami, whoever that happens to be at any you know particular moment. But I just don't see Jalen Waddle all of a sudden just becoming a top 15 wide receiver again, at least not in points. He can be that way in dynasty rankings. He, he's almost starting to get that T. Higgins stench on him, and you know how I feel about T. Higgins. So yes. that's my thought on Jalen Waddle. But uh, what are yours? I I I hate to say it. I, I totally agree. It's, it's so hard because as a dynasty guy, you're like, Jalen Waddle's crazy talented, and he's young. You want him. You're just like, I need and to have And you're not wrong. He's right. crazy talented. Yes. And I think there's this part of the dynasty community that overhypes this type of person, this type of player. And, and my issue, and I was, once again, shout out Ed, I was kind of talking to him about this. There's just this, like, there's these wide receiver twos. We kind of talked about before the season. Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle. They're still the wide receiver two on their team. Like, they're on high-power offenses. Yes, Go ahead. You look like you want to say something. You you can't be ranked ahead of guys like right. for me. This is just yeah. me. This is just little old Memphis here in Indianapolis. But you can't be ranked ahead of guys like Brandon Ayuk. Right. You can't. You and people will say, well, what about Debo? What about Debo? Who's got more points on the season? And you can even go on a, on on a points per game basis. However, you want to chop it up. Ayuk's been the dude, and he missed a game too. You know. Right. I, I just don't get it because. I'm me, but you're never going to convince me these guys that are the wide receiver on their own team. Right. Forget a wide receiver too, like wide receivers 13 through 24 on the season. That's a wide receiver too as well. Forget that. He's the wide receiver two on his own team. So give me the Chris Olave, who's the wide receiver one on his team. You know, give me the Jordan Addison plus. If I'm going to take a guy who's a wide receiver two on his own team, right. then, then give me the guy who I can get a draft pick or maybe an upside play, a Roshan Johnson type. I don't know. I just think all these guys, you, you said it very well, these guys that are wide receiver twos on their own team being overvalued, and a lot of it has yeah. to do with the quarterback they're attached to. There's just this world where he's a name, he's a top draft pick, he's young, he's on a high-powered offense, and it's just hard to get away from him. But points win freaking games. And there's just consistency will never be there with these guys. And that's why I pound the table. 
against these guys. Devontae Smith's been very, very good the last two seasons. So you feel good about it, but you got to know that there's really not the huge boom, boom games on a consistent basis. You might get one or two a season, but you're not going to get it like Tyree Kill almost every freaking week. So that's where I stand on these guys. I just think like it's almost like the dynasty bro teams, like where you're like, oh, I got Jalen Waddle. Oh, I got T. Higgins. And like, yeah, you got a bunch of top 10 wide receivers in the dynasty space, but it's also like these guys aren't producing all week and you're not really thrilled with your team probably. So uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I would go right now. Now, from a dynasty's perspective, not and in, 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 in double this for, for a real football perspective, right? Because I, I, this is nothing against the person I root for all these young men to you know do do your thing. I'm I'm not rooting against you professionally, but I hate the dynasty asset that is Justin Fields, like a fat kid hates salads. <laughs> That's how much I dislike him. I would 100% ship someone Jalen Waddle for DJ Moore straight up. Now, would I angle for some plus? Sure, I would. But DJ Moore is not even 27. Age 27, as determined by our friends at Player Profiler, is the mega peak for a wide receiver. And even if Justin Fields comes back, I don't think he will. They, they can't be that dumb, but maybe they are. It, it, it's the Bears. They're the new Cleveland. But even if he sticks around, he's going to have a quarterback that hyper-targets him. He's on pace for career highs and everything across the board. Andy's entering his super prime and could be getting passes next year from Caleb Williams. Yeah. Go get DJ Moore. It feels like DJ Moore's been in the league for like 74 years. He's like this next guy, Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans has been in the league for 10 years. He's 30. He's 30. When you think of a 10-year veteran, you think like, you know, 20, you know, 32-ish, give or take. No. But yeah, we're definitely uh, definitely done with Jalen Waddle. But let's end this thing how we started it with Mike Evans. What are you doing with Mike Evans? Um, for me, he's a dynasty trade. Um, now, if I'm like in a in a tear it down to the studs, got to build it up from the floor. I, I don't have any interest in 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 trading for Mike Evans. He is a hundred percent a trade for me. Interesting. Yeah, I won't go too in depth with this. We already talked about Mike a lot. Um, he's definitely a trade for for me for at least a contending team uh because uh, this season like i mentioned in the past he hasn't been necessarily like super super consistent uh but he, he has definitely been consistent this year pretty much if you're throwing him in the lineup you're you're good he, he does have a week as wide receiver 54 and wide receiver 43 back-to-back -back weeks but other than that he has been unbelievable all season uh baker's just been targeting the crap out of him uh his last four games 10 12 9 12 of targets to me, that's what you want. And he has the upside of absolutely winning you a week. So if I'm heading towards the playoffs and I'm a contending team, I'm absolutely targeting Mike Evans. Shout out to Mike Evans for winning me literally a league last year for his insane week 17. Uh, my opponent never even had any chance because of Mike. Um, but no, if you're unless you're not in that spot, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely trying to trade Mike Evans to a contender if I'm not contending on the flip side. So that's that's where I am, I guess, on that. He's 30. He will not turn 31 until August of next year. Like, he'll literally start his age 31 season. I'm telling you, with the way that athletes condition themselves and take care of themselves, you can get two more years out of Mike Evans. And, and, and you said it very well. He is literally a guy that you you shouldn't. I mean, you just, you've got to – I'll share a story here in a second. We'll wrap this thing up. Um, he He's the kind of guy that you just have to have a very honest conversation with the other GM, but he's that wide receiver three 
that can win you a championship. Right. You know, if you've already got a couple of studs out there and you're just looking for depth, I'm telling you, Mike Evans is that guy. Mike Evans is that guy. And, you know, I'm in it. And the the league I was mentioning earlier where the other GM burnt that mother to the ground, I'm, you know, someone who's not contending. I think they're, you know, like the 103 or whatever currently. Um, They've got Mike Evans on the block. And I offered them a trade that involved getting one of their two firsts back. Their other first was a contender's first. And they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, dude, you, he's like, I'm, I'm a high on Mike Evans. I'm like, no, you're just high, period. <laughs> Pause. Yeah. You're just high. I'm like, here's the thing. All these guys, especially the older guys that we've mentioned, Russ and, you know, DJ Moore, the perception anyway, Mike Evans, these guys that are in that, you know, back half, you got to remind your fellow league mates when you're trying to trade for them. You're not getting this in a month. What I'm offering you, you're not getting in January. I'm, I'm not telling you that, that you got to give him to me for free, but we got to figure out somewhere to between what you think he's worth now as the playoffs are, are creeping up and he's playing well and what he's going to be worth in a month. Because I'll try to split that difference with you. I, I, I think that's how business gets done. If you think I'm going to pay to the level of what he's scoring, you're hiring draft nuts. Ain't no way uh, I, I would do that. So that's uh, that's my take on uh, Mike Evans. So one point that you mentioned in the offseason with Jerry was the regular season is point getters season, meaning these veterans, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, etc., are the guys that are going to have skyrocket values during the season. They're also the same guys that are going to have their lowest value possible in the offseason because everybody else is training for these younger guys like Jalen Waddle. Uh, so I always thought that was a great point. Like you said, he's coming up in the offseason. Mike Evans' price is going to absolutely plummet probably in the dynasty space in a few months here. Uh, so he yeah. goes – I didn't mean to cut you off, but he goes from a guy who's scoring 20-some-odd points a week to a guy who's a 31-year-old wide receiver. Exactly, hundred percent, and that's a very big difference. That's all. I don't don't know why, but it is. And 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 it's just people will sell their soul for 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 points, and that's what we talked about when when it blew up a league. So I just wanted to throw that in there. No question. Yeah, but we definitely agree on Mike. All right. Well, we definitely agreed. You're going to come back next week, and we're going to do this again. Maybe Jerry will be here. Maybe not. I don't know. I hope so. But you and I will be here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Absolutely. I'll be here. Let's do that. I'm just checking so, my calendar now. I'm good. We're good. Put it on your calendar. Write it down. Now, unless Baby Smith comes. I Could come early. That's a whole month before. I mean, these things happen. I'm they just do. telling you. We're, we're holding out for a January birthday like your boy here. Uh, me me and the, the, the littlest Smith will be sharing a birth month. Here in a month, but Kev's gonna come back next week. We're gonna we're gonna do some more uh, some more podcasting. We'll do a, a part two of this as trade deadline should kick off. We'll get you through the the dynasty and fantasy playoffs. Then we're already planning our rookie content. We'll be back streaming live in in I guess in because I consider dynasty season like this is just yeah, point scoring season. It's it's whatever. Right. But like the dynasty, the real good stuff, the 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 the, the meat and taters, if you will, 
will kick off right there around the uh, the playoffs. And when a lot of other content creators and spaces are taking time off and they're decompressing after a long dynasty season, we're going to put the foot to the to the pedal. We're just going to crush that thing to the floor and we're going to crank this thing up. We're going to be back to streaming live on Sunday nights as soon as like week yeah. one of the playoffs. We'll be back live. Uh, we'll be doing shows during, after. A lot of cool stuff coming up here with the Dynasty Warzone. We may even, I'll just put the idea out there. We'll see if anyone steals it. What we may do, Kev, is we may do like a live watch along with the NFL playoffs on Sunday night. We may do a live watch along on player profiler. We may get through the first half. We may get through the whole game. (laughs) You you can jump in, in, in the feed. We can, we'll just make that our Sundays. Kevin and I are booking it right now. Still, I'm it'd be so, great to get Jerry's feedback. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I would. I mean, it's it's his fault for not being here. That's we're right. booking. We're we're booking the show. So we'll we'll do some live watch alongs in the the month of January into February. We'll just watch the game and then we'll answer all your dynasty questions as we as we live stream the game. That sounds like a pretty good concept. I think it's going to be fun. I can't be can't wait. Let's do a it. live watch along. You just gave me an idea for another really fun one with the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Please check that out, guys. It's five bucks a month. It's like a gallon and a half of gas or whatever that is. It's like a, a half a Starbucks. As crazy as that is to say. Um, it's two energy drinks if you get the right ones. Yeah. But it's anyway, it's five bucks a month. It's five dollars. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Big shout out to our newest patron. Just join Chris. Chris, you've been a barrel of monkeys already. Jumped right in the group chat, making the most of it. We appreciate you and all the sponsors and our friends at Player Profiler. But uh, I'm ready to get out of here because I've got to uh, edit this podcast, and and so does Kev. But on behalf of Kev, follow him at Smicky. That's three S- Y's. Three Y's. S M I C K Y Y Y Y. Because I said so. And you can follow me at DWZ Memphis. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy your week and uh, let's get ready for championship season. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak